Blog Talk Radio.
And welcome to Reality in Christ, Worship and Word. I'm your host, Reverend Thomas Dwayne Smith. I want to thank everybody for joining me today. This is going to be a abbreviated about an hour show. So first we're going to go to the Lord in prayer and then we're going to play a few more worship songs and we'll get into the Word. Dear Heavenly Father, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, give you glory, honor, and praise. Father God, we thank you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ for just the opportunity to host another episode of Reality in Christ, Worship the Word. Father, I thank you for your love, your grace, and your mercy, for the peace that passes all understanding. Father, we bless you and we love you. We ask that you continue to lead, guide, and not only order our steps, but strengthen us, renew us in body and mind. In the mighty name of your Son, Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. So, I am going to play just about four worship songs, and I'm going to start with Bow Down and Worship Him. And I know a lot of the worship songs are similar. I play basically same mix every every week, but that's because a lot of my songs have, I lost them somehow, but, you know, it'll be a mixture. Sit back, relax, and enjoy reality in Christ, worship the word.
Yeah. 
75% of kids who are brought up in a Christian home, who are brought up in... And welcome back to Reality in Christ Worship and Word. We have some type of attack going on with the show. So um, I'm going to play one more worship song, and then we will get... Um, Actually, I'm going to play a couple more while I try to figure out what's going on with the chat room and stuff, and then we'll go from there. Satan is a lie. The devil is not going to stop this show.
And welcome back to Reality in Christ, Worship and Word here on Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio is experiencing some technical difficulties with the chat room, so I don't know who's listening or who's not listening, but just check it out in the archives. Dear Heavenly Father, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, Lord, I ask you, Father, to bless the word tonight, Lord God. Father, I ask you to let this word be an encouragement to the spirit of those who are listening, both live and in archives. I say I love you, and we say we bless you. In the mighty name of your son, Jesus Christ, amen. And I'm going to be taking my message out of Galatians 5. And I'm going to start at verse 13 and read till the end. Actually, you know what? I'm going to start at the entire verse. Verse 1. It says, It was for freedom Christ set us free. Therefore, keep standing firm and do not be subject again to a yoke of slavery. Behold, I, Paul, say to you, that if you receive circumcision, Christ will be of no benefit to you. And I testify again to every man who receives circumcision that he is under obligation to keep the whole law. You have been severed from Christ, you who are seeking to be justified by law. You have fallen from grace. For we, through the Spirit, by faith, are waiting for the hope of righteousness. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision means anything through love. Let me let me stop right there for a minute and tackle that. And it says, it was for freedom that Christ has set us free. What have we been set free from, you may ask yourself. Paul said in Romans, we've been set free from the law of sin and death. In Romans, he also talks about how when we were were dead to our sin until the point that the law was given on Mount Sinai. And therefore, if we were dead to our sins, therefore we didn't know we was in sin because God had no standard by which he could judge sin until he gave Moses the Ten Commandments on Mount Sinai. So the question that you have to ask yourself is if we've been set free from the law of sin and death, as Paul said, if you receive circumcision, what that means, as part of the law, the Jews were required to the firstborn while the boys were required to be circumcised. It was part of their law. 
And this is what Paul says right here. Behold, I, Paul, say to you that if you receive circumcision, Christ will be of no benefit to you. And I testify again to every man who receives circumcision that he is under obligation to keep the whole law. And you have been severed from Christ. You who are seeking to be justified by law, you have fallen from grace. For we, through the Spirit, by faith, are waiting for the hope of righteousness. Jesus Christ is our hope of righteousness, folks. He is our hope of righteousness. When, when Israel was under the law, they had to follow the commandments to position themselves to receive because they wasn't yet under the hope of righteousness. What does this mean? It means that we cannot do it through our own effort. Christ already did it for us. And that's the thing that's the thing I really don't understand. Why it is that we believe that we have to help Jesus. Well, we have to change so that God will accept us. Do you not understand that God, through Jesus Christ, already changed you, so the only thing that you have to do is receive of him? You have to receive of him. For we, through the Spirit, by faith, are waiting for the hope of righteousness. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision means anything, but faith working through love. In other words, you have to do everything weighed through the prism of God's love. Let me repeat that. You have to do everything weighed through the prism of God's love. Now, verse 7. You were running well who hindered you from obeying the truth. This persuasion did not come from him who called you. A little leaven leavens the whole lump of dough. I have confidence in you, in the Lord, that you will adopt no other view but the one who is disturbing you will bear his judgment, whoever he is. But I, brethren, if I still preach circumcision, why am I still persecuted? Then the stumbling block of the cross has been abolished. I wish that those who are troubling you would even mutilate themselves. For you were called to freedom, brethren, only. Do not turn your freedom into an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. For the whole law, let me repeat this, folks, 
Galatians chapter 14, or Galatians chapter 5, verse 14, for the whole law is fulfilled in one word in the statement, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. But if you bite and devour one another, take care that you are not consumed by one another. And I'm going to repeat that again. For the whole law, Galatians chapter 5, verse 14, for the whole law is fulfilled in one word, in that this statement, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. But if you bite and devour one another, take care that you are not consumed by one another. But I say, Walk by the Spirit, and you will not carry out the desire of the flesh. For the flesh, for the flesh, Thomas, I have a phone. Um, I was in the middle of doing the show, but hold on. Yes. I just called she told me to I need to find out if Okay, hold on. Hold on. So I will be right back. Folks, I uh, apologized about that. I needed to answer that phone call. Um, Anyway, the devil's still a lie. Now, though we, but I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not carry out the desire of the flesh. For the flesh sets its desire against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. For these are in opposition to one another, so that you may not do the things that you please. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Now, the deeds of the flesh are evident, which are immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousies, outbursts of anger, disputes, dissensions, fractions, envy, and drunkenness, carousing, and things like these, of which I forewarn you, just as I have forewarned you, that these those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. Now those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with this 
passions, and desire. We live by the Spirit. Let us walk by the Spirit. Let us not become boastful, challenging, envying one another. Now, what Galatians 5.22 was talking about was, was the fact that we have been set free in Christ Jesus. But we just don't realize it. We have to fully understand. We have to know what we have in him. Because if we don't know what we have in him, then we are we are already defeated. Folks, I'm telling you, even when the distractions of the enemy comes up and just just like that, it was something important, but even in that distraction, he wasn't able to derail me from this message. Folks, we have the power of the Holy Spirit that lives and dwells in us. Whether you choose to believe that or not, and you know, a lot of times we're all we we praying for different things and stuff like that. I want to show you something. I'm gonna go back to uh, I'm gonna go back to Galatians five twenty two, and I'm gonna show you something. The fruit of the Spirit, that's fruit, that's singular, not plural. Fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, patient kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control against such things there is no law. When you're walking in the spirit of God, you don't have to pray for love because it's a characteristic of who you are when you're in the spirit. Same with gentleness, self-control, faithfulness, goodness, kindness, patience, peace. God knew what he was doing, folks. He really did. But we as believers, we have to start to dig power of God. Dunamis, which is the root word of dynamite, which means explosive ability. Folks, when we walk in the spirit, we have explosive ability. Unfortunately, that over half, maybe over 60% of the body of Christ don't even acknowledge the spiritual gifts of the Holy Spirit. Because somehow or other, we think that through our own efforts is how we get things done. That's not how that works, folks. That's not how that works. And like I said, 
given us a spirit full of powerful characteristics. The fruit, the character of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things, there is no law. Now, those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with his passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also walk by the Spirit. Let us not become boastful, challenging one another, envying one another. And last but not least, brethren, chapter 6, if anyone is caught in any trespass, you who are spiritual, restore such a one in a spirit of gentleness, each one looking to yourself so that you will not be tempted. In other words, if you see someone committing an act of sin, before you go pointing your fingers at them yourself, that's what that's saying. Bear one another's burdens and therefore fulfill the law of Christ. For if anyone thinks he is something when he is nothing, he deceives himself. But each one must examine his own work, then he will have reason for boasting in regard to himself alone and not in regard to another, for each one will bear his own load. The one who is taught the word is to share all good things with the one who teaches it. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, this he will also reap. For the one who sows to his own flesh will from the flesh reap corruption, but the one who sows to the Spirit will from the Spirit reap eternal life. Let us not lose heart in doing good, for in due season we will reap if we do not grow weary. So then, while we have opportunity, let us do good to all people and especially to those who are of the household of the faith. So let me break that down to you. Body of Christ, we treat each other worse than we treat unbelievers. And that's not supposed to be that way. It says, let us do good to all people, and especially to those who are of the household of the faith. See with what large letters I am writing to you with my own hand. Those who desire to make a good showing in the flesh try to compel you to be circumcised simply so they they will not be persecuted for the cross of Christ. For those who are circumcised do not even keep the law themselves, but they desire to have you circumcised so that they may boast in your flesh. But may it never be that I would boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, through which the world has crucified 
to me and I to the world. For neither is circumcision anything, nor uncircumcision, but a new creation. And those who will walk by this rule, peace and mercy be upon them and upon the Israel of God. From now on, let no one cause trouble for me, for I bear on my body the brand marks of Jesus. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit, brethren. Amen. So, just to recap, Jesus fulfilled the law through love. Those who seek to keep the law is subject to the entirety of the whole law. And this is what you have to understand. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. And with that, once again, I want to thank everybody for tuning in, and I ask your forgiveness. had to take that phone call because I, uh, I was using two different phones because I have kind of a you know, makeshift internet connection, one phone um, for a whole mobile hotspot, and the other was for me to uh, be able to talk. So we'll get that worked out here in a week or so. But uh, dear Heavenly Father, I thank you in the name of Jesus that despite the enemy tried to disrupt, the message still was able to go for. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that those that will listen to this message will be blessed beyond full measure and that they would dig into the word and see for themselves that your word is true. Love you and I bless you. A mighty name of your son, Jesus I pray. I want to thank everybody for tuning in to Reality Christ Worshiping Word tonight. Tune in this Sunday when Pastor John will be back for part two in this series. Until this, good night. God bless.